Well, thankfully, we've got a man on the line who can tell us all about tennis, who does know who he is. He does know what he's talking about. It's SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips. How are you this morning, mate? Trent, Jalisa, good morning, team. Uh, as I look out the window, oh, this is what Melbourne's all about. This is the true Melbourne today, guys. It looked like Armageddon yesterday, but let me tell you, today, blue skies, crystal clear. We'll get qualifying underway uh, at Melbourne Park, and it does uh, now start to feel like the Australian Open when the sun's out. Yeah, there's plenty of good tennis to be had at the moment. And Tanasi Kokonakis, not the way he mm. would have wanted to start last night at the Adelaide International. No, look, Trent, he's had a couple of losses to start the year. First round loss in Brisbane uh, last week. You know, he's currently sitting at 68 in the world. Uh, look, he, you know, he obviously loves getting back to his native uh, Adelaide. He won the tournament two years ago. Full house, great crowd on uh, day one to watch him play. And he started the match against Dusan Lovic of Serbia, who's ranked just outside the top 50. I mean, he's been as high as uh, 23 in the world. He's been around a long time. Uh, they hadn't actually met for about eight years, this pair. And, uh, yeah, he got the better of um, Laovic. Had that crowd, you know, right there with him and uh, just couldn't sort of continue the momentum on. And, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating year for Thanasi. I mean, obviously, he gets spoken about quite a bit. You know, when you uh, the names are always brought up, Kyrgios and Kokonakis and what they did, you know, in doubles. But, you know, we know Thanasi is a very capable singles player, but he's never been able to crack the top 50. You know, he's 27. He's not you know, totally in love with the grind of the sport. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see how his year sort of uh, pans out. I mean, you've got to dig in in this sport. And, you know, matches are tough to win. Uh, tournaments are tough to win. Uh, so, yeah, he would love to have started a bit better. But, look, he'll, you know, obviously head to the Australian Open and hope for a, a fairly kind uh, draw just to, you know, uh, win a round or two at least. But, look, yeah, his talent is certainly there. But, um yeah, I just, I just think personally he probably should be a, a lot higher than what he is. Darius Saville uh, also won at the Hobart, Hobart International last night. Is she our best women's prospect? Like, who are we sort of looking at on the women's side of things for Australia? Well, Jennifer, when you think about it, I mean, Dash has achieved, of all our women, she's achieved the highest ranking. I mean, she got to 20 in the world uh, and great competitor, um, you know, that, that you know, Russian blood flowing through. And she's made Australia home, obviously, for a long time now, married to Luke Saville and, uh, you know, fellow pro. Uh, and she's as dinky die as you get. Uh, Dasha, she's a lovely soul. Just follow her on Instagram and Tofu, her dog, and she'll just give you a spirit lifter uh, every uh, every single day. Uh, but, look, you know, she um, has had you know, a couple of tough injuries, the Achilles and the knee, which has stop-started the best part of the last four years. So... If she can have one full year on tour, her ranking spike will be there. Um, mm. You know, she she's a great player, uh, Dasher, and you don't get to 20 in the world if you haven't got some great assets. So, yeah, I think she's probably got the most upside if she can stay, you know, fit and healthy this year. But, yeah, nice win. Good coup for Hobart. Um, they don't always get the absolute uh, cream of um, uh, the field, but, yeah, to get her as a late wild card. Uh, and Olivia Gadecki, who's a really good rising prospect, the Gold Coaster, uh, is good for the tournament. Brett, we had some really bad news for the Australian Open yesterday that Rafael Nadal won't be playing this year. Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley believes that we will see Rafa at the Australian Open next year, saying that he'll be provided every opportunity to come back and play. This is what Craig had to say. 
You are confident we'll see him at Melbourne Park one last time? I would love to see Rafa, as would our fans love to see Rafa, not just one last time, as many times as we could have him, whether he's playing tennis or not. Rafa's the kind of player, he's not going to enter an event or go into an event unless he knows he's 100% fit to win it. And the pitch to me, to him, unfinished business in Melbourne, we, your fans want to see you, we're expecting to see you, but it's entirely up to him. We'll support whatever decision he makes. Thoughts, Brett? Well, look, you know, there's a hell of a lot to play out. Um, you know, obviously, Nadal does have uh, an affinity and he does have a close connection with Tennis Australia. The Rafael Nadal uh, Academy is closely linked um, to our sort of junior development here. A lot of players go over to Rafa's Academy there in Mallorca and do training blocks. Um, you know, obviously, he's you know played so many Australian Opens, won a couple, but... He also has um, you know, a, a partnership, if you like, with Tennis Australia. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'd love to, you know, go to all the majors and finish on court. It'd be hugely disappointing for him. Um, so we'll have to just wait and see. There's so much to play out. I mean, it's hard to forecast that far ahead. Uh, but, you know, as I said, you know, last couple of days, he's never put a definitive full stop as to when his last tournament's going to be. He's hinted, he's indicated that the end is near, he knows it's near, um, but we'll just have to see how the year pans out. We're, at least we've got to get him to the French Open first for one last time at least, and then anything's a bonus beyond that, I think. Yeah, Alex Demon, it was interesting in that press conference, was asked about uh, Nadal straight after, like, Tylee, and obviously he hadn't heard Tylee's press conference, but he was certainly like, oh, I don't know if he'll be able to come back. Like, it was very, very contrasting <laughs> answers. But just on um, Alex Demonor, he seemed very quietly confident in his press conference yesterday. Do you think there is this sort of belief building in him that he mm. actually could go um, further and this is probably his best opportunity so far? No doubt, yeah. I mean, self-belief's everything, isn't it? I mean, Trent, you've you know, obviously played cricket at the highest level. I mean, if you've got that self-belief as a sports person um, and, you know, you, you think you can actually beat anyone out there, I mean, that's huge. I mean, and he's now sort of validated um, his growth in the sport the last, you know, 15 months with the amount of top 10, top 20 scalps that he's taken. So until he did that, um, you know, there was probably some little seeds of doubt within Alex. He knew he could compete, but he just couldn't get past these guys. Then you start breaking through and beating them, and you reassess. So, yeah, and he's going to get better because he's not even in his prime yet, um, you know, mid-20s. So I think there's huge upside to what Demon Orr can do. I don't know where that will land him. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're tough to win majors. You know, Grand Slam matches are really, really tough to win, best of five. But, you know, the thing that can be guaranteed with Alex is he can he just competes ball after ball after ball. He'll never die wondering. He doesn't look at the scoreboard. If he's down, it, it's irrelevant. He never waves a white flag, and that's what we love about him. Yeah, it's certainly great to see. And when someone like Pat Rafter comes out and it says he believes the hype, all the other players that play with Alex within the Australian environment – uh, when it comes to national events and things like that, everyone talks about the fight. And you've referenced Leighton Hewitt and the comparisons between the two. Uh, I can't help but think that Australia are going to see the best of him this summer. And, uh, I mean, he's hoping, right? Yeah, no doubt. We we always want at our home slam. I, you know, I think back to two years ago, Trent. I mean, I, th I still think that's my most... Um, cherished memory as a, a broadcaster, you know, to call Ash Barty winning at home, you know, yeah. it, we'd had such a, a long drought 
And, and on the men's side, what we've got to go back to, uh, you know, Mark Edmondson in the 1970s, it has been a long time. I mean, to, yeah. that that palpable roar when Murray won at Wimbledon, you know, when an American wins in New York, uh, you know, it's been a long time for the French. Yannick Noah, still smoking the pipe there in Paris. He won in 83. Um, the French can't seem to get someone over the line. Yeah, to have a home slam winner is just uh, massive. So... We can uh, we can only hope he has a great run and the draw will come out and we'll assess the path um, yeah and see what his trajectory looks like once that comes out on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we need the Australian Open qualifiers that you've said. There's good mm. weather in Melbourne to happen today before that can happen. So let's hope that goes well. Brett, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Pleasure, team. Thank you. Good on you, Brett. Thank you. Good on you, Brett. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.